Alice is a creative in the corporate world. She works as a graphic designer and brand consultant for the New South Wales Law Society. I remember when I first met you, you were um, Alice Martin Design, you were, had your own business mm. and then you were also working in that, with that French magazine. Yeah, yeah. And that's when so, I first met you. What was that role like? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm a graphic designer by trade, which is, you know, it's a job title that has a lot of instant recognition for, for many people. But then if you kind of, you know, probe a little bit, it's, you know, people often don't know what graphic designers do. And I, and I guess it's because it's a job title that covers like a broad range of disciplines. Um, so that can be publishing, it can be logos and branding, it can be advertising, it can be digital stuff, it can be mm. packaging, it can be moving images, it can be um, marketing and and, um, and 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 a whole bunch of other stuff. Films, Sometimes all, all at once. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's, <laughs> so it does it does cover a very broad range of disciplines. So back in the olden days, graphic designers used to be called commercial artists. So ostensibly, what that means is that you are kind of applying all of the principles of of art to, I guess, like communications. Mm. So when when we first met, I think. I was, uh, yeah, I would have been freelancing. So I was working, I worked full time for, for 12 years as a graphic designer and I worked predominantly in, in publishing. Um, so that's like books and magazines. And then when I fell pregnant, I decided to go freelance. I just couldn't ah. see, yeah, I just couldn't see a world where I was kind of like waddling into the office, you know, not only heavily pregnant, but then having a tiny little baby and then, you know, only taking, yeah, I just, I just didn't want to work full time and, and um, be a parent as well. Uh, so the great thing about graphic design is that it is something that you can do from home. All you really need is a computer and all of the software uh, and yeah. a really good network of contacts, of course, as well. Yeah. So uh, when I was freelancing for myself as Alice Smart Design, I had a range of clients, um, one of which was a, a magazine all about French things, about Australian people who loved France, um, cool. and which I am, I am one, and I set that up with my uh, my best friend Claire, who was also a huge francophile, and <laughs> and it was very funny. So we we published this magazine, and we ended up doing that for about two years. But I think probably the one of the things that I adored about it the most was that there was this assumption that we had this very very glamorous office. So we would get letters to the editor, where people would say, <laughs> "Oh, you know, we we you know." writing to you at the at the French living office oh, <laughs> and we didn't have an office we just did it out of our living rooms uh there was often you know a child crawling around <laughs> or <laughs> all that sort of stuff so it was it was um it was a really really lovely job uh and unfortunately you know such is the way of many magazines uh yeah, you know the the advertising revenue wasn't quite there to support what we were what we were trying to accomplish. But yeah. you know we were very very proud of the of the two years that we did um, that we did do the magazine. Oh, so, so yeah, nice. that was that yeah. was pretty fun. <laughs> that was pretty fun, and it has 
the magazines that you know the magazine that I did do it did lead to a lot of other bits of of work as well so you know there's always um there's there's always kind of God always provides you know when one thing shuts down there's something else kind of happens yeah at the same time journey it's all part of the journey yeah but that would have been a really little creative time as well like you've got a young kid you're also working with your friend and mm. you've got that French background as well, then you could lend all that knowledge and creative creativity into that. And yeah, it yeah. would have been a really nice little season to have. It was it was lovely. Like it was just such a lovely um it was a really lovely time. The content was so beautiful, like the, the images, the photo the photography that came in was just amazing. Um the the writing was, was fantastic. And I even had a crack at writing an article myself, which oh, wow. um <laughs> which was okay. It was okay. I love writing, but I find it really tricky. Yeah. So I can kind of bash out emails and all of that sort of stuff without even thinking about it. But to really kind of pour my heart and soul into something, it's, it, it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was very happy with the, with the end product. And I, you know, I felt like I'd kind of told the story and, and, but yeah, so there was lots of opportunities with that magazine. So that was, that was really fun. What were your so, articles? What were your articles about? Oh, so the I top wrote, of your head. <laughs> I wrote a couple of articles about traveling with kids in France. So kind of like do's and don'ts of, of traveling with children because, you know, culturally France is very similar to Australia, but there's there's just a couple of little differences. So um, for, I mean, just as an example, uh, breastfeeding isn't huge in France. So most people oh. finish breastfeeding after about two or three weeks that, and that's and that's it. So I remember traveling to France when uh, Audrey was very little. I think she would have only been about eight or nine months and she I was still nursing her and just trying to look around for somewhere that I could quietly breastfeed and there was nowhere and... Yeah. I remember tucking myself up in the back of a back of a restaurant and trying to be, you know, very very modest and, and covering up and and the, getting a lot of stares, you know, <laughs> because people are just not accustomed to seeing anyone breastfeed. So that was kind of that was kind of a big oh how one. interesting, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have picked that for France. Yeah, I know, right? You, you sort of think that they'd be kind of all into all that sort of natural food, but no, no, they they wind up breastfeeding quite quickly, and then just um, you know, funny little rules about feeding children like you can take kids to restaurants and it's no it's no big deal but you have to know that um if a restaurant doesn't have a kid's menu then it's probably not gonna they probably won't be able to feed your child but anywhere that has something called a menu enfant you can take a kid to and they love having kids in restaurants like yeah yeah, so so that just that kind of stuff um and then i wrote a big article on um Oh, where do we go? We did a wine tasting tour in the oh, Bordeaux, amazing. which was really, really great. And it was one of those kind of deals where I wrote an article and they paid for the accommodation. <laughs> so, but it was amazing. It was, yeah, so I was I was happy to write an article about it, and it was uh, it was a really good experience. Yeah. Um, but it was painful. Like it was a very it was a really really long painful kind of journey to write but you know I was happy with the end of it I just kept on wanting to tweak it yeah. I, you know yeah, it's another just... creative um, genre that I struggle mm. with as well I appreciate writers far out but if I do it I'm very simple with my words and I struggle mm. to 
to articulate exactly what I want to say. So, yeah, writing, yeah, it's quite an art as well. So that's fun. You yeah. got to do that. I didn't realise that. I'm from a family of writers as well. So my, my oh. mum is a writer. Yeah, and your um, brother as well. Yeah, and my brother's a, a sports journalist um, uh, for, oh, a, for a large uh, newspaper. And my grandmother's my grandmother was a writer, and my great grandmother was a writer. Great was was a writer as well. So I'm from a, yeah, I'm from a, a lineage of of um, fantastic writers and like storytellers as well. Like yeah, they're all very good storytellers in my family. So I like to think that I'm a storyteller. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily do it with words. I think I like to try and do it with design. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you went into graphic design. And what led yeah. to your creative start, I suppose? And yeah, what yeah. was the beginning there? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of fell into graphic design by accident, almost. So I went. I went through high school very much when, it, when about sort of year ten, I decided that I wanted to be a primary school teacher. I don't know why I sort of had it in my head that primary school teaching was really what I wanted to do. There's a couple of teachers in my family. I have enormous amount of respect for teaching and, you know, uh, it's, it's particularly early childhood literacy. I've, I've seen the way that um, literacy can just transform a person's life. So having that, it's like a golden key and it unlocks the whole rest of your life. And I just thought, you know what, I, I want to get on board with that. I want to teach young children how to read. I had this vision where I was going to go out to live in regional Australia, maybe work in Indigenous communities, teach kids how to read. So that was my that was my plan. Okay. And then I kind of went all the way through to year 12. And then I kind of freaked out a little bit. I just thought, Actually, do you know what this doesn't this this doesn't feel right? Um, so I, I switched courses at the last minute and I started an arts degree, and uh, I got a year into that. And the only class that I was really enjoying was that there was this fine arts class, and um, there was a little graphic design component of it. And I kind of knew what graphic designers did. Um, I have several um, family members who work in publishing. So, you know, I would go into my stepfather's office. He worked at a big um, book publisher in North Sydney. I would go into the office, you know, over uh, school holidays and, and do kind of odds and ends work there um, for uh, for pay over the school holidays. And I would see, you know, the computers and the scanners and I'd see the beautiful, you know, the big cut and paste boards. And I just thought, oh, you know, that's kind of, that's really, really cool. And uh, I was doing this graphic design course um, at Sydney Uni and one of the teachers just said, look, you seem to be really kind of connecting with this. Mm. Have you considered doing a design degree? So I switched courses and um, went to Edmore TAFE, which is in Sydney, um, part of the Sydney Institute. And um, I did a very general kind of introduction to design, which covered um, graphic design, um, fashion, interiors, costume design, and event design. And out of all of those, I kind of felt the most connection um, with graphic design because it still kind of connects in with literacy and and books and learning. So I I think I just, I love books. I think that's, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I went through, studied graphic design. Um, When I was halfway through my final year, I was offered an internship. I was offered two internships, actually. I was offered an internship at a very large advertising agency in North Sydney. 
and I was also offered an internship at HarperCollins Publishers and it was a really hard decision. I tossed up, I tossed and tossed and turned between the two of them yeah. and I went and took the, the publishing one. So I started at HarperCollins Publishers sort of halfway through that my That was your first um, job um, out, yeah. of, out of our study. Very mm. cool. And and now you're a creative in the corporate world. Yes, absolutely. So um, That's cool. after I was at, yeah, so after I was at HarperCollins, I um, uh, yeah, things things happen, things change, particularly in the publishing industry. So there was a couple of rounds of redundancies there, unfortunately, and then I found myself working at a legal publisher in Chatswood, and uh, which was great. And then I was the art director of a big legal magazine there for a few years, and then I left to have Audrey. And then did this French Living magazine, and then of course my friend Claire, who we did the we did the French Living magazine together. She ended up working for a big uh, legal uh, membership organisation that has a magazine, and she brought me on board there a few years ago. So I'm back in the corporate world, which I'm really enjoying. It's um, I, I think you can kind of find creativity everywhere. You know, there's lots of opportunities to sort of do interesting stuff no matter where you land if you are doing you know brochures on corporate governance or you're doing you know a big advertising campaign on mentoring or there's there's lots of opportunities to kind of stretch and and grow and be creative yeah. and and you know I guess like tell an interesting story yeah yeah and you do get such a variety within that I remember you were organizing a big book for um yeah <laughs> where you work at the law society yes mm. And I remember yeah. you got to be excited about that. What's your favourite part in your role at the moment? Um, or- yeah, well, I love. Okay, so it can be some of the stuff that we do can be a bit dry. Like talking about talking about law to to lawyers can be a bit tough. <laughs> right? Yes, it's the opposite, like, okay. isn't it? Opposite. <laughs> where's you know where's the wiggle room in there? But. Yeah. I think when we're talking, when we're st- when we can, you can always find an angle, and you can always find a way to present things in a light that are very aspirational and very, um, you know, very kind of affirming. So when we talk about the law society, we don't say, "Oh, well, look, you know, we're just here to kind of regulate you and you know make sure that you're not all naughty lawyers." We we try to take a bit of a step back and talk about, you know, what are the kind of the guiding principles of of being a lawyer? Like, why why do we do this? Why do we defend the rights of all? Like, what what is it that um that are our kind of our guiding lights here so we try and take that approach which is okay you know obviously you've got to fill out this form and be a lawyer but you know we want to tell a bigger story about what it means to be part of this community and and the the bigger forces that are kind of driving the industry yeah no it's so i find it fascinating like you're in a, a corporate world that isn't necessarily um you wouldn't call it a creative world and that's probably mm. a big reason why I've started doing this podcast is because I feel like a lot of people around me, um, they're not always, they're in the corporate world. So I love, you know, finding creatives amongst the corporates and uh, yeah. and you're kind of, yeah, you're working in an industry that is quite you wouldn't have a lot of creatives around you. How do you find that? So we do have or a, do a you really have great, yeah. we do actually have a really great team. There's... um. 
I work with, there's two other designers and then there's a bit of a marketing team, but we're kind of like this ragtag bunch um, amongst a bunch of, of suits. So yes, yes. <laughs> we've kind of found our little squad. Oh uh, yeah, work. you've got a team yeah. within the within the suits. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Yeah, so that certainly um, helps uh, and we're very like-minded, indiv- we're very like-minded individuals, even though we are very diverse in a lot of ways. There's a big range of ages. Um, there's a big range of um, of life circumstances as well. So we've got young single people. We've got people who are kind of coupled, but but no children. There's um, you know there's a couple of us that have they're older and we do have kids. And so it's a really it is a very diverse group of people. But mm. we have very similar um, ways of approaching work, which is we try and do it with a lot of joy and we try and do it with a little pinch of (laughs) of intelligence and, you know, we like to just kind of play with ideas until they work. Uh, It'll be so fun and you get to go into the city, don't you? It's in the Sydney city. Yeah. It's the best. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, not at the moment. (laughs) Not at the moment. Actually, the idea of going into the city right now just fills me with dread. Like, it used to be one of my my favourite things to do was, you know, put on my, they drop Audrey off at school and then put on my heels and put on my lippy and (laughs) click clock up Mountain Place and, you know, know, have my coffee on the way. Now we're living in (laughs) tracksuit pants and Ugg boots. Well, I am. Which I love. I love it. Oh, yeah, no, I miss that. I did go into the city a couple of weeks ago for something I had to pick up and it was dead. Oh, my yeah. goodness. The pigeons or the – I think it's the oh. pigeons or the seagulls. I don't know. They had overtaken George Street. No. And, oh, no. <laughs> and, and because there's no cars in there anyway because of the new tram line, um, mm. the pigeons were the loudest things in George Street. <gasps> And, <laughs> and I just was like, oh, my goodness, I won't ever forget that. It was just no. so quiet. It was oh, quite no. See, I don't, I don't like pigeons at the best of times. I think it's going <laughs> to be awful. Yeah. They just, it's going to be awful. They were just flying up and down the street like they owned it, and they did. <laughs> oh, boy. They did. That's, that's not going to be fun. Oh. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. And, and your faith side of things, um, I'm really interested in how you became a Christian. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So I did not grow up in a faith family. Um, uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's really, there's no real kind of connection to me. I didn't go to church when I was, when I was younger. Um, there was no one in my family who was sort of praying for me. So God kind of came and found me, like God came and found me cool. genuinely, um, Oh, actually, I tell, I, yeah, sorry, I, I tell a lie. There, there was a Christian in my family. My grandmother, my dad's mum, yeah. was the daughter of a Baptist minister. Okay. But she married a non-Christian. And just because of, you know, what life was like raising children in the 50s and 60s, she kind of followed her husband's lead. Yeah. And the children were raised as as non-Christians. So, but I think that my grandmother always kind of held on to a little bit of hope that maybe that that if she if she just talked to her grandchildren about God, that mm. maybe one of us one of us would listen and I was the I was the only one who kind of picked up the bait with my grandmother. So, she would she would talk about God, but she 
I think she was really um, conflicted about it because she knew that my parents, you know, she knows that my parents are atheists and they would get a little upset with her talking talking about God, like, you know, we're, this is not how we're raising her. And, yeah, so it was, I think it caused a little bit of anxiety for her. But um, she, uh, she did know before she passed away that I, my heart was turning towards God and I know that it, it was something that gave her a lot of joy so that was a relief yeah that was a relief so um I had a grandparent who yeah who did sort of talk to me a little little bit to me about God um but how God came and found me was that he just kept on throwing lots of really awesome young Christian people into my life so um when I was in high school Mm -hmm. I sort of became friends with people that I later found out were Christians. I, you know, I encountered, you know, I encountered them, spent time with their family. They would invite me along to church. They would pray for me, openly pray for me. And yeah, which was, I found quite strange. Um, And really like, it's just, I just didn't know what that meant. How old were you when when that kind of happened, when the friend's parents? Year seven, year eight. So from age and like oh gosh there's just such good people like you know they just still persisted even though I kept on rolling my eyes and and (laughs) saying oh this isn't (laughs) you know this isn't real like what are you doing um so yeah God just kept on throwing really lovely Christian people in my life and then even when I kind of moved on from certain friendships it would just you know he would throw another Christian person in my life and another Christian person in my life and it was just it was fairly (laughs) relentless it was fairly relentless um and then when I was in year 12 uh one of my Christian friends invited me along to a crusader study camp so um that was one of the first times I'd kind of been away from home without my parents but just in a really intensive kind of like okay we're going to study for our HSC but then we're also going to learn a little bit about God and it was the first time I'd ever been to anything resembling a sermon um and any or anything kind of resembling a a Bible study so I know what all these things are now but at the time it seemed very peculiar to me that we would you know we would wake up we'd have breakfast we'd listened to 20 minutes of someone talking about some book of the Bible that I couldn't pronounce and then we'd go and study and then we'd break into smaller groups and then like I just I just didn't know what it all meant yeah so I think from that point in it just became like an itch in my mind and whenever my my family or my non-christian friends would sort of we would talk about God and they would say oh he doesn't exist and it's not real and it's all just made up stories it became almost impossible for me to kind of denounce God like I I just I just couldn't like the words just wouldn't form in my mouth it just it didn't make sense to me anymore that we lived in this beautiful universe that is so well organized from the macro scale like the size and the scale of the planets and the suns right down to the to the microscopic you know the way that the distance that atoms are apart from each other it just seemed to me ridiculous that there wasn't some kind of a creative force behind that um and that you know, and if there was a creative force, okay, so there's a, there's a creative God, you know, is it is it a God that loves us? Well, I think 
you know, you look at the world and you look at the way that the world is, like it is a God that loves us. Mm. Yeah, so it was just, it was a very logical conclusion for me. It's just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, there's clearly a God, right? Like it's just, it, that that's, okay, that part makes sense. Mm. And then the kind of the next big leap was getting to know Jesus. So, right, if you believe that there is this creative and loving God, then how would he show that to you? And, you know, it would be by sending his son to die for you. So it took me a little while to, like, fall in love with Jesus. I kind of knew who he was. I knew who he was and I, you know, was, um, you know, not foolish enough to not accept the grace. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I accepted it. But it did take me a little while to kind of fall, fall in love with Jesus. It just... That was, yeah, probably the, the bit that took me the longest. And, you know, by this stage, I'm kind of in my mid-20s. So I would say that I kind of became a Christian, that I, I remember waking up with joy in my heart and going, you know, actually, Jesus is, you know, mm. the, Jesus is here. I can actually feel him in my heart and I can feel him in my legs and in my brain and it's just actually, yeah. So I did have a moment of of feeling like I was filled with the Holy Spirit, but it was a long it was a long journey for me. It was yeah. a long journey for me, and and one that has been, um, you know, not without its complications. My family um, are still slightly baffled by my Christian journey. Um, they um, they're not unkind about it. They probably tease me a little. You know, <laughs> when things kind of go wrong in my life, they're like, "Oh, well, where's God now?" And it's like. Oh, not how it works guys (laughs) so but they they are kind of they yeah it's yeah it's a little bit sad I wish that I could sort of share a little bit more with them but they we're at a place where we're kind of comfortable yeah it's it's interesting and my yeah my journey's been slow as well not slow but it yeah it wasn't sudden and it's a gradual Mm. it's been really gradual getting to know him I suppose because there's so many for me, there's been so many distractions. <laughs> there's so many distractions yeah. in life, and it's sometimes it's really hard um, to see. Um, you have you know distractions because you want to do something and it's not going your way, or mm. or um, you're busy being a mum and um, it's hard to spend time with him. But yeah, God for me is um, showing up by working through people, or he yeah. he does something. And I see God work in someone's life and I'm like, wow, they didn't do that on their own. Mm, um, I had a friend, yeah. yeah, I had a friend who, for example, um, was trying to go back to work as a mum and um, just didn't know what to step into work-wise. She couldn't do what she did before. It wasn't going to suit. And God just provided the most amazing job for her. And she didn't have to restudy and re, you know, do everything, but it just... It was so beautiful just to watch mm. that. And when I've had little stories like that in my life where I see God work in my life and other people's lives, I'm like, wow, you're really there. And that's mm-hmm. just me. And everyone's got a different journey. It's interesting hearing yours. And mm. have, you, have you had any, um, I don't know, little grateful moments, working moments where you might have seen God answer a prayer or... Or maybe he's kind of given it, you a desire of your heart or anything, I don't know, that comes to mind, kind of a specific yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, I do feel God guiding me a lot of the time with work, particularly when I'm trying to figure out um, 
what's next with my my little freelance business. So I do kind of keep my freelance business um, on the side while I'm working um, at the big corporate. And yeah, which is great because it gives me the opportunity to do do some other things, you know. Um, And I do very much feel like God guides me a lot in that. Certainly through the provision of of work, um, you know, he's never left me hanging. <laughs> he's never left. He's never let me down. He always gives me everything I need work wise. Um, although that's not always money. <laughs> it's not always money, which is what I think that I want. I'm like, oh, I want something really well paid. But God will give me something that I like need to do that will grow me as a designer or grow um, me as a business professional or grow me in my ability to um, manage relationships. So yeah. that's um, that's always a really incredible thing. And then um, probably the other big thing would be that, uh, you know, I guess, you, and I'm sure you would experience this as well, that sometimes one of the overwhelming challenges of work is just having to be creative on tap, like it's just you know you have to sometimes just switch it on and just sometimes that well can feel really dry when you're expected to just turn it on and you just think oh I can't just don't think I've I just don't think I've got anything left in me Mm. especially when you are dealing with a client who has a lot of feedback or doesn't quite know what they want or um, or doesn't know what they don't want, and it can be it can be really hard to um, just yeah. kind of keep on coming up with, with with fresh ideas. But I certainly feel that if I if I spend a little bit of time in prayer, that God will kind of refresh me, that He will fill, He'll pour all that creativity back into me, and and fill my cup again. So yeah. um, in in all sorts of in all sorts of ways, but yeah, particularly the the creativity thing. So. I, I do find that taking time out to for prayer, God will sort of put shapes and colours or ideas into my head that just, you know, I wouldn't have come up with by myself. Yeah, and that's probably a side of creativity I love. I do have to lean on God for, for that because it's not black and white, like maths, going back to maths, like, you know, one plus one is two. There's no other mm. answer for that. But with creativity, if a client needs um, to tell their story, their business story in images or tell the business story in a um, website or something like that, mm. you know, all the different or they're putting a book together, there's no one answer. And yeah. it's so, you know, having a consultation and, and talking it all through and really hearing them out and then coming up with something that's really going to represent them. And oh, it's just never black and white. It can be so... Sometimes it can be draining when you're not creatively switched on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and sometimes it can just come easily and um, you just never know. And I always have to give it to God when I don't know. I'm like, God, yeah. you've given this to me. And you know what? I don't have the answer. And uh, I just love seeing him work. Um, yeah. Because yeah, you can't rely on the uh, the black and white answer all the time in, in the industry we're in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's not always just one correct answer. Sometimes there's just a whole bunch of wrong answers and there's a couple of right answers. And there's, yeah, you just, yeah, you do really have to kind of lean on him and, and um, cool. yeah. yeah, and trust yourself a little bit as well. Trust that he's given you the tools that you need to be able to, to guide someone's journey but I mean like in the same way that kind of God meets us 
where we are at again and again. And like we see that all the way through the Gospels and we see that all the way through the Bible is that, you know, God is always reaching out to people and, and meeting them where they're at. You know, I think he kind of does that with us as well. So when we're feeling a bit tired and dry and, you know, we're not quite sure yeah. <laughs> if we can drag it on much further that God will come to us and and meet us where we're at and, and keep pulling us along in our journey and in whatever aspect of our, our life that is, whether it's our work and creativity or whether it's our parenting or whether it's our, you know, our relationships yeah. with our partners or our family, like, you know, yes. God will meet you where you're at. So, yes, you know. I've noticed that pattern in life. I feel like, you know, now that you say it, when... It's when you kind of really don't know what to do and you know, whether it's parenting or your art or your whatever you're creating, um, God really does. Yeah, that's where he kind of, he seems to like us when we hit that, not like that surrender yeah. when we really yeah. can't do it on our own and we realize we need him. Um, I find that I can hear him a little bit more, but it's when I know what I'm doing and I maybe don't spend time with him that um yeah he starts to slip away and then I start to feel him missing and I need to come back and spend time with him (laughs) Mm, yeah definitely. it's a journey isn't it it's a journey we're all figuring it out but I was also (laughs) wondering before we go one more question I'm Mm -hmm. interested in you know any creative projects you're enjoying at the moment outside of your you know your creative job so I've been for example I've been revisiting some a little bit of my piano and and I've been making a family video I mean I haven't finished it but you know just other things that you might be enjoying because you are a creative person yeah yeah absolutely well look I have been I've been yeah I have been doing a lot of cooking nothing I've been revisiting a lot of very old school recipes so rather than trying to sort of do new fancy stuff I've been trying to perfect some classics so I've got to say I've made some really good spaghetti bolognese over the past few weeks (laughs) getting my, my spag bowls getting pretty good um but yeah look in terms of additional creative projects Audrey and I have been working on a couple of little artworks together, which has been really nice. We've we've discovered something that we both really enjoy doing together, which is collage. So we'll just mm-hmm. gather things from around the house or from down in the garden, and we'll we do these. We're kind of doing these insane collages. So that's been really really fun. Oh, tell, me, tell me a bit say, more. Just this morning, I was looking at ukuleles on eBay. No. <laughs> I'm thinking about buying a ukulele. Oh, and I wasn't expecting that one. How fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a bit mad. I think um, I think everyone's kind of going through various yeah. stages, though, in, in ISO. Like, people are baking bread. People are making banana bread and muffins and focaccia. And I suspect that ukuleles are, are the next um stop yep. in that yep. crazy that's why I'm asking yeah it's interesting you can revisit things that you wouldn't normally have time to do um, yeah. but yeah the back to the collage that sounds really interesting so what do you mm. what do you gather like you gather colors similar like, yeah tell me a bit more yeah. about that just things that things that kind of a- appeal to me so um you know uh, generally bits of you know flat things so you can kind of glue them or, or adhere them down and then we'll gather them all on the table and get a nice big black piece of paper and then together she and I will kind of just push them together into various shapes and then, cool. you know, when we're happy with it, we'll 
um, chuck some contact over the top so it sticks down nice and flat. It's it's just a, it's a really nice way to to collaborate. Oh, that sounds together. like fun. And do you yeah. have like a color theme? Does it does it color coordinate or is it harmonize in some way? Do you have like warm colors or? Yeah, shapes. we do. Tr- we do try to. Well, I try to, but Audrey has her own way of of doing things, and I. That's probably the big thing is that I've just got to learn to just let her be creative. She's the and, director. She's the creative and, and, director. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, 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 can't, I can't art direct her, even though I'm like, let's. How about we do all kind of like pinky tones here? She just does what she wants, you know, and I'll just do what I want in in my section, and then we'll try and kind of bring it all together <laughs> in the middle. You've just got to let kids be creative on their own. I can't art direct her. That's that's, um, you know, yeah. that's denying her her process as well I've you know I want to honor her creative process as well so I'm just yeah. gonna let her be and let her do it that's right <laughs> everyone's gonna have their own turn at kind of evolving and creating mm. and being the yeah. boss of their own creative thing yes yeah, yeah oh, it's so definitely. fun it's so fun to chat <laughs> that was Alice thanks for listening in loved chatting about her creative and faith journey thus far if you have any recommendations or questions please and feel free to subscribe and follow along.